Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Well, hello everybody and welcome along to our coverage of Lime Rock Park and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix with Liquid Molly, John Hynoff and Jeremy Shaw in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre as we are ready to go qualifying just one 15 minute session and let's before we get into the action go down to share adam in the pit lane who can give us the the uh qualifying drivers should mention we have got all the gt cars that are here 20 of them are going out at the same time share what do you know Yes, well, I know almost all the cars because there's one car that there wasn't any drivers by, and that is still a question mark, so I'm walking down to find out who's in it. But let's start with GTD Pro. We got the indication of who was going to be qualifying those cars by who did the mock quali runs at the end of the practice session. So I can tell you that it was Antonio Garcia who was fastest at the end of that session. He is doing the qualifying duties for the number three Corvette. We have Patrick Pile hopping aboard the FAF Porsche. See, I only got four P's in there, John. Uh, we've got Jack Hawksworth for the number 14, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, the championship leader. Ross Gunn is doing qualifying for the 23 Heart of Racing Aston Martin because it's his turn. He and Alex Ribeiro swap back and forth every time. And Jules Guignon told us earlier on that he was going to be doing qualifying. And indeed, he is. Now, let's go back to front numerically as far as GTD is concerned, why don't we? Bill Oberlin is qualifying the number 97 Turner Motorsport BMW. That'll be fun to watch. Patrick Gallagher is in the sister car, the number 96. We've got Jarrett Andretti in the Aston Martin for Andretti Autosport. And then we come to Kelly Moss with Riley. Alec Udell is attempting to get his second pole of the year for the number 92, whereas the sister car, the number 91, has Alan Metney behind the wheel. Rexy AO Racing is PJ Hyatt once again for that Porsche. Misha Goikberg is behind the wheel for USRT, powered by Forte, or Forte Racing, powered by USRT. Got that backwards. But Misha, the Canadian, looking for a pole position here in his Lamborghini. Alan Brynjolfsson is doing the qualifying duties for Wright Motorsport in the Volt Racing Porsche. For McLaren, this one is interesting. Frederick Shandorf is the qualifier for Inception Racing. That will be a very fast car, no doubt. Sheena Monk is behind the wheel of the Acura. That's the gradient racing car. It is Russell Ward once again for Windward Racing in the number 57 Mercedes. The other Mercedes, the number 32, they qualified Mick Grenier at CTMP. But it is Mike Skeen's turn once again. Mick is sitting on the pit stand in street clothes. Then the number 27, which was the last car on my list to try and figure out which driver it was. Roman DeAngelis put the car on pole the last time out at his home race. His only other pole position came at this very circuit. He is doing qualifying duties for that car. The number 12 Lexus is one that he'll have to do battle with, though. That's Frankie Montecalvo, pole sitter here last year. He's behind the wheel of that Lexus for Vassar Sullivan. And last but not least, it is Madison Snow going out for Paul Miller Racing in their BMW. 
Uh, if you're here at the track, uh, don't forget to tell your friends they can tune in to what you're watching right now, whether they're in the States uh, or further afield. No subscription required. All you have to do is go to imsaradio.com, click the hamburger on the top left, and then go to live video. Lime Rock Park, Connecticut, beautiful part of the world, just outside Lakeville. It is the shortest circuit that we visit for IMSA any of the years. Even the road circuits are a wee bit longer than this. Effectively seven corners, one and a half miles around. Turn one in the big 180-degree hairpin. It's kind of not, though. You've got to look at uh, uh, that is almost two different turns, the in part of it and the out part of it. Then you run through the left-hander, the only major left-hander on the circuit at turn three, the right-hander at turn four, the no-name straight, which isn't a straight, then the uphill. Now, for IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, we take the chicane, which actually shortens the track length by a couple of hundred yards, but not much more than that, and you join the back straight, just as you go over the top of the rise before you set yourself up for the right-hander at turn six. Then you drop down as if you're falling off the end of the world, down towards the final diving turn seven, the downhill, and that's onto the front straight. Jeremy Shaw uh, is with Shea Adam and me, John Hindorf. Now, Jeremy, we saw drivers taking it very, very easily in warming up their tyres, in particularly Antonio Garcia, who was the quickest in the last free practice session. It was an outlap and two prep laps for him on his Michelin tyres. I'm not sure, sure he'll have the... I'm not sure he'll have the ability to do that with 20 cars out on track. He's at the sharp end of the field, but surely he'll not want to give up that track position. I think it was it was more than two prep laps. I think it was three or four, wasn't it, actually, that he uh, turned this morning before he really got down to business in that culvert. But then down to business he did because he turned uh, three laps uh, in the in the uh, 51.0, another, another couple at 51.2. So five really, really fast laps, and uh, nobody else broke 51.1. But uh, this is going to be a really, really interesting qualifying session. Very much looking forward to it. Certainly interesting that Inception Racing should choose to put uh, Frederick Shandor for yeah. the wheel number 70 car. He did that qualifying sim this morning, uh, and he was a, he was a, a full, well, more than a tenth quicker than anybody else, which is a stunning margin in TD, uh, it seems uh, to me. So he, yeah, it was a great lap by him this morning. I would expect him to be hard to beat for the pole position in GTD this afternoon. Well, here's the answer to one of the questions. Antonio Garcia does want track position and fairly forcibly, albeit not at anywhere near full speed, has just gone past the number 79, and that is Jules Gunon. So, Jules is no slouch in that car, but he's given up the head of the line of cars to the Corvette, the number three car. Last time we'll see this version of the Corvette here, there's a full, properly... Uh, designed and developed GT3 car coming next year. This is still not flat out for Tony Garcia, but what he's done is claimed his place at the front of the line here. And uh, where's Gunon gone? Seven. Gunon has pitted. Really interesting. So Gunon's pitted out of second in the line. So that means that coming through. Be 
behind Garcia, I think. Certainly the number 91 Porsche I saw there going past the start finish line. That was Alan Metney. And I think it might be the number one. It is the number one. Uh, and that, of course, is Madison Snow. That's one of the GTD cars with the green wing end plates, door mirrors, uh, and windshield edges. Red in those places for the full pro cars. Madison, oh, it almost comes together with the number 92. That's another one of the Porsches, and that is Alec Yadel. So Madison did not want to give up his spot on the road there as they came through West Bend and forcibly closed the door on Yadel. And now things start to get going. We're looking for a time down in the low 51s here, Jeremy, at the front of the field. We are, and real cat and mouse stuff there at the front, and nobody wanted to, uh, well, some of them wanted to get on with it, and others not. And um, you know, you've got to respect your competitors here. If they're on a different programme, then you've got to get there on a faster lap, you've got to get out of the way. Yep. Uh, having said that, of course, no one yet fully up to speed. Um, and uh, we're still 53 three is the best right now, so still a couple of seconds away from, the, from where they will be. I've been watching a lot of uh, probably the world's greatest endurance race, the Tour de France, in the last uh, couple of weeks. And that was much more reminiscent of uh, of a track cycling, uh, or getting set up for a sprint at the end of a long stage. There, as people were just jostling for position, where do they want to be? Do they need to be the lead out? Do they need to be behind someone to get a little bit of a, a draft? Still not getting hugely quick times in. Frankie Monte Calvo though is the quickest with a 52-2. It's getting a little more serious. That's in the number 12. The GTD version of that car. In fact, sorry, that's not true. They are exactly the same versions of the car. So there's no reason why a GTD can't be on pole position. Bill Orbelin goes to the point, 51.9. That's actually not a bad time at all. Monte Calvo goes through, 51.9 as well. Russell Ward, 52.1. 51.7 by Antonio Garcia. But we're expecting something yeah. at least half a second or so quicker than that. The track temperature is down at 88 Fahrenheit, 31 Celsius. That was 120 earlier on today, nearly 50 Celsius. So the track temp is lovely right at the moment. 27, that's 81 Fahrenheit in the air, Jeremy. That's yeah. baffling. And that, and that was five laps Antonio Garcia yeah. turned before he got on the gas to really uh, put together a proper lap. Uh, uh, Mike Skeen is fastest now, 51.246 for Mike Skeen. That is far away uh, his best lap, uh, 51.7 he turned in the, uh, in the, in the uh, second practice session earlier today. And a 51.2, that is not hanging around. That is uh, significantly quicker by three tenths of a second than the quickest non-pro lap set in the second practice session by Frederick Shandorf in the McLaren. Yeah, absolutely correct, Jeremy Shaw. 51.246. That's the that's the target right now. Oh, no, it's not. It's 51.157. Mike Skeen's gone quicker again. We saw this in free practice earlier on. The GDD cars didn't really have a crack at a qualifying sim 
the GDD pros did in their last 15 minutes when there was only five of them on the track. Monty Calvo in second with a 51.4. Roman De Angelis 51.4 for Heart of Racing Aston Martin. Hello to Sarah up in crew, who I know will be watching and listening. Then it's a Lamborghini, the Lamborghini, Misha Goikberg. Forte, 51.5. Corvette, Mercedes, Lexus, Aston Martin, Lamborghini, Porsche, BMW. Top seven different manufacturers. This is what we're used to seeing here. 51-0, there it is. Corvette Racing, Antonio Garcia on his seventh lap. 51-0, and a 51-1 by Mike Skeen. Wow, this is tight at the front of the field. It yeah. still could be a GTD sitting on overall pole here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, Garcia is the only one of the pro guys to, serve, to turn up a representative lap. All the other four are 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th on the timing charts at the moment. This is absolutely fascinating. There's the Wait first 50. There we go. There's a 50.992, yes, for Antonio Garcia. Wow. So that is a new lap record. 51.079 was the old record set last year by Matt Campbell in a Porsche. 50.992. That really should be a Porsche, shouldn't it? Uh, for that sort of time is a new qualifying record for Antonio Garcia for GTD here at Lime Rock Park. 51.157 for Mike Skeen is good enough for GTD. Paul here at the moment would start on the outside of the front row. We do not split the classes here. Spin for the 96. Straight on, in fact, at turn one. That's the BMW of Patrick Gallagher. That will be a yellow flag down in turn one. Jules Gounon up to second. He had got to third. He's now at a 50.932. That would have been close to Corvette, but Tonio wow. Garcia went down to a 50.8. And now Ross Gunn for Heart of Racing, Aston Martin, a 50.593. Yeah, was the, uh, was the yellow flag out? Pro probably not, not quite, I think. Not for, his, not for that lap, I don't think, Jeremy. No, not quite. Whew, that's a great lap there for Ross Gunn. He came, that came out of nowhere, 50.593. Yes, and the fastest lap in this earlier session, a 51.4. Jack Hawks is now up in the second position in the Lexus, a 50.7. Yeah. Wow. This, is, this is all of the GTD Pro cars who are just getting their tyres in. That was only the fourth lap from Hawks with the sixth from Ross Gunn. Antonio Garcia, who went out right at the beginning, remember, has got 10 laps on his Michelin tyres, seven on Jules Gounon's. Michelin's for the WeatherTech Mercedes. Where's Patrick Pele for Faf? He's only on his fourth lap as well, a 51-2, his best. Don't count that Porsche out yet either, Jeremy. Uh, true that. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, the, the fastest uh, sector time of all, by the way, in the first sector was Mike Skeen, <laughs> who remains quickest to the non-pro cars in that team quarter of sports Mercedes car of 32. He is into the pits. Uh, he reckons he's not going to improve on that 51.157. Patrick Pile does, but of course he's not, he is a pro. So it's now five pro cars ahead of the best of the GTDs. But even Mike Skeen's lap 51.157 
that is comfortably a new lap record for non-pro. The old record was 51.4, set by Trent Hidman, actually back in 2019. Ross Gunn to the line, 50.5 he has. That was a, that was a recovery lap of 55.9. Next across the line will be the Lexus of Jack Hawksworth. He's got a good run and he's got a decent little tour down the front straight as well from Alan Brynjolfsson. Does he improve a 50.9? No, he does not. Well, that's another 50 for Hawksworth. 50.983, his best 57.84. My goodness, this is good stuff at the front yeah. of the field, isn't it? It's, this is fun, stunning stuff. Uh, Mike Skeen uh, has got the purple sector time in sector one then. Purple in sector two is Roman DeAngelis. Yeah who's ninth fastest overall, fourth in GTD, non-pro. He is the quickest through the middle sector, which, uh, which is <laughs> a great lap, uh, well, great effort by him, but uh, not quite enough. He's fourth fastest he is at the moment, Roman DeAndres. He's about just over a tenth of a second behind Mike Skeen on total lap time. Uh. Ross Gunn pits the heart of racing number 23 Aston that is provisionally on pole Hawksworth still out there in second needs to find almost two tenths Tonio Garcia is in the pits for Corvette Jules Gounon still circulating here's the Faf Porsche at the line Patrick Pelier using all the road at turn 7 he's got a 51-0 52-6 but he's winding up to another one and he's got room ahead of him it's Hawksworth ahead of him but there's there's room there for him to do it. He's pushing right to the limits at the exit of turn two, the second part of the big bend. 66 comes to the line next. Sheena Monk. That yeah. car has not had pace this weekend so far. The gradient accurate, not in Sheena's hands, not in the hands of Cat Leg either. And there's no, no improvement for Sheena. And it is an accurate, actually, has that track record, had the track record here in GTD, Trent Inman back in 2019 at 51.4 uh, but an improvement there from Frederick Shandor from Denmark in that uh, inception McLaren but he's 7,000 oh. shy of the time set by the Mercedes of Mike Skeen 0.007 away 51.164 for Frederick against a 157 for Mike Skeen so Mike Skeen holding on to pole position for GTD they're on the third row at the moment or he is on the third row uh, of course we'll pit these as they will grid these as they qualify so at the moment it'll be five GTD pro cars and then on the outside of row three Mike Skeen will be a full row ahead of the rest of the GTD battling behind him that might actually do him a bit of a favour Patrick Pelé with a dusty moment and he's lifted off in the satin black and plaid Porsche but he's going to do another lap not quite to the edge of turn 7 but a tidy exit this time with a minute and a half to go he'll have this one and one more if he wants it just made a little bit of a mistake in the uphill chicane took a little bit too much of the inside curb and actually saved it rather well but that'll have taken a little more life out of the Michelin tyres a little more surface temperature on the rears which he didn't really need comes to the same point of the track again much tidier this time around and caught the bump better wow that was neat and tidy through there now he crests the rise and comes down to the west bend but his he times are not pace. there no 
and he's lifted off and pulled to the right-hand side of the road. He's pitting with 38 seconds left. So Pelier will pit, and the only cars that are still out, Alec Yadell and Kelly Moss with Riley in the 92 Porsche, Metney in the other Kelly Moss car, the 91, and Sheena Monk in the gradient Acura. Suspect Sheena is using this as an additional practice session. As I said, they've not had the pace in that NSX this weekend, and I'm not entirely sure, certain that the team know why that is. So maybe they've tried something different here. Yeah, that, that lap by Sheena actually is, for, for, for what that car has shown uh, this today so far, it's not a bad lap, uh, 52... 52.6. 52.6, yeah, she just turned to 52.7 on that last lap. That's actually that car's uh, quickest lap of the day so far, so uh, good effort there by Sheena. Okay. We're gradually uh, gaining speed in that number 66 car. The, the purple sectors, by the way, I was talking about, uh, I was wrong. They were just for in GTD, not, not overall. Okay. Um, the other ones weren't showing up at the time. Uh, but Mike Skeen has there's purple in sector one for GTD non-pro. DeAndres has non-pro sector, fastest sector time in sector two. And Misha Goigberg, who uh, ended up in session third fastest, an excellent run by Misha in the Forte Racing powered by Lamborghini. He was purple in sector three for GTD non-pro. But at uh, the top overall, Ross Gunn, fastest in sectors two and three. That's just a stunning lap by Ross Gunn. Really, really impressive. He's pulled that one completely out of the hat. He's, uh, he's seven-tenths quicker than Roman DeAndreas. Wow. Uh, Jack Hawksworth, by the way, had the best time in sector one. The ideal lap, if you add up the, the perfect lap with the three quickest sectors, is a, is a 50.387. And Ross Good yeah. did a 50.593. So that's that's pretty stout. Yeah. Uh, he lost a little bit in the first sector to, to Hawksworth. Yeah. Two tenths. That's interesting. Very yeah, interesting. Particularly when you consider he's, he's almost two tenths clear of Jack Hawksworth, uh, is Ross Gunn. But he lost two tenths to Hawksworth in that first session, so yeah. first sector. So the second two sectors, he made up that time. Uh, in each of the, of the next two sectors. In fact, most of it was in the middle sector. 18.271 for Ross Gunn in that middle sector, which goes from the... Uh, where is it? Just from before the uphill. Uh. Yeah, until the exit of West Bend. So, wow, that was a heck of a lap, particularly that middle sector for Ross Gunn. That's what really made the difference for him. So, provisionally, the front row... Subject to post-qualifying tech will be Aston Martin, number 23, Vassar Sullivan, Lexus, number 14, so Heart of Racing and Vassar Sullivan, Corvette, and the number three, uh, with WeatherTech's AMG GT3, number 79, alongside. Row three, Patrick Pelier for Faf Porsche in the number nine car, and Mike Skeen on pole for GTD for the team caught off AMG. Row four, Frederick Shandoff for the... Uh, Inception McLaren, number 70, and Misha Goitberg for Forte Lamborghini. What a variety of cars, by the way, uh, in this. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Roman De Angelis and Frankie Monte Calvo making up row five. Aston Lexus, Chevy Corvette, Mercedes Porsche, Mercedes, McLaren, Lamborghini, Aston. Nine different cars in the top five rows. Stunning stuff. Let's get down to share Adam, who's waiting for our pole sitters. 
Yeah, we've got both of the drivers down here. The car is appropriately parked side by side, and it's a little bit ironic that Mike Skeen gets his first pole, and yet he'll be starting on the front row overall, which means he's not going to have the best starting spot, right, John? Because he'll be on the dirty side of the track, but I don't think he really minds too much about that as Ross Gunn looks positively ecstatic. Remember how CTMP ended? This meant the crash at CTMP resulted in a new chassis for the number 23 Heart of Racing. And when I talked to Ross a little bit earlier on, he said, not sure if that's a good thing or thing well so far i'd say it's a good thing this car is very quick and ross looks very excited to try and get back to the top step of the podium here uh while doing his drive time because the win in 2021 he had just gotten into the car and then it went to a red flag which ultimately resulted in him and roman DeAngelis taking that race win on route to winning the sprint championship that year as we're just waiting for our colleagues at nbc to finish up the interview with ross and then we'll be able to dive in with him ross pole position it is Lime Rock Park, a track that you like, and clearly it likes you. This new chassis, she's fast. Yeah, she's very fast. I mean, it was uh, a little bit unexpected. We were struggling a bit for pacing in the practice, and then somehow we found a little bit of something with the setup, and, I mean, to be honest, this is all down to the hard work of the team. They they worked their backsides off for the last couple of, uh, for the last two weeks to get the car ready for this event after what happened at Mossport, and... I owe this completely to them. They did an, uh, an amazing job, and uh, I'm just so happy for them. You get a hat, you get a flag, you get a little token, but you still need something else for the fourth crew member working on this uh, car. Think maybe champagne bottle tomorrow will suffice? Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. We haven't had a podium this year. We've really struggled to get a run of form and some luck. So, to be honest, as much as we'd love to win, it would just be nice to have a clean race without um, issues, and uh, I'm sure that will be the main aim. Good luck tomorrow, Ross. Thank you very much. And if you'll Two stick with us, I'll dive over to Mike Skeen. Because, oh, yeah, might as well get a chat with the uh, the tall ginger ninja, as he is affectionately known by his other half, Kelly. And for Mike Skeen, no better place than Lime Rock Park to come in, get a first pull. Mike, you've gotten podiums in this series before, but what's it like to know you're starting on the front row? Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, this place is as important as anywhere to get up front for a start super hard to pass here and uh, that really sets us up well for a good race tomorrow and uh, yeah just really happy to reward these guys again after the podium in the last race and uh, put us in a good position to do that again. Now you guys have been swapping back and forth with the qualifying duties so do you feel like you have to step up a little bit extra when they give you the shot? Uh, it's always you know there's there's no margin in IMSA competition to to you know, slack a little bit. And so anytime you're in the car, it, you got to do the best. And, uh, yeah, really happy to put these guys on the pole. And, and hopefully I can be, race smart at the beginning, keep the car clean, and give it over to Mick. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where we go from here. Congrats on your first career pole. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jim had a decent point there, Jeremy, about Mike Skeen. He's on pole, but he's on the wrong side of the track uh, in terms of where he starts. But, he, as I said, he is a row ahead of the rest of GTD. I think he'll take that over being on the quote-unquote correct side of the track as everybody scrambles down to turn one. He's got, you know, a car's length on the rest of the GTD field. Yeah, and the car's length is probably about the only lead, as much of a lead as you're going to get. <laughs> that's a fair so, point. yeah, he's, he's starting a row ahead. It's got to be, uh, it, you know, that, that's the good news for him. He won't worry uh, too much about that. He, he, he would prefer the inside line, but as you say, he's on... Uh, He's still in a really, really good position here. That's a great run by him and a massive improvement over the uh, 
practice sessions as well for both for both pole sitters there for Mike Skeen and for Ross Gunn. So yeah. that was a really exciting session, and boy, doesn't that bode well for tomorrow? Did not expect a two tenths gap between first and second in GTD Pro with Ross Gunn taking it for Aston Martin ahead of Lexus, then Corvette Mercedes. Porsche, Mercedes, McLaren, um, Fred Schandorf, um, he was given the, the qualifying duties and he's repaired that confidence. He has, but he was quickest this morning. I'm sure he would have been, you know, odds, he was, odd, he, my, my favourite, I thought, for the pole position, most likely to get the pole position. So he fell just a little bit shy. Hats off to Misha Goikberg. That's a really fine effort in that Forte Racing powered by US Racetronics uh, Lamborghini to qualify third mm. in this stout field. Ahead of Roman DeAndres also did a good job. And Frankie Montecalvo, who was on the pole here last year in GTD, fifth fastest in number 12, Vassar Sullivan Lexus. Two hours and 40 minutes tomorrow for the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix for the Emerson WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, with Liqui Molly. Uh, and we'll have it all for you live, including our Michelin countdown to green. Make sure you join us for that as well. It's part of our Super Saturday that also sees Michelin Pilot Challenge racing as well. We'll have them for you in sound and vision. Thank you to Sheer Adam down in the pit lane. Thank you to Sean and the rest of BSI and our tech team uh, on site at uh, Lime Rock Park, as well as our colleagues up at Charlotte without whom we can't see the track. So thank you very much indeed. It was Rob Lomas and Tim Gray today making sure we spoke to the world. They were our producers in London. Jeremy Shaw joined me, John Hindoff in the booth, and we'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you don't miss a moment of it as we're live covering all of the action from Lime Rock Park. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.